because in the mind of God even though he was creating the first man there was a higher life and a higher person he was going to create Jesus is higher in all ramifications than the first Adam oh. I'm seeing a depth before you I'm currently in one pregnant depth you also don't have the money now you are asking for time oh, it's true is that true it's true it's like things have changed about two years back yes it's true. things were very good very better something happened it's like some goods setting something happened with the goods somewhere it's true oh we bought certain goods in it was not correct everything was somebody join pastor prince and the well changes nation every sunday and wednesday at the well changes arena accra and also follow us on our social media handles you are blessed it's working of miracles with pastor prince as, as the man of god declared over the room he said we are receiving a miracle right now we're receiving a miracle right now while in the room on a sunday evening at the same time at the same time i i picked up my phone and right on my phone i received a notification of a transfer of money wow. for the contract that i was working on over the last two months beloved who are who are listening to us we, these are annually device fables yes, 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 yes. did not we did not rehab what i shared yeah we are only sharing with you that which we have experienced yes. it was a really disappointing uh, moment so pastor prince the more glorious your life will become because god's word is a container of god's glory now you see when we eat okay the food we eat goes into our bodies but we don't see it again what happens it mixes up with our bodies and that's what causes growth amen so you are eating something like banana. You wouldn't see banana again because you've eaten it. The, the food you are eating mixes with your body. So we can say that you are what you eat. Amen. In the same way, as we feed on God's word, because the word of God is food for your spirit. The more you feed on the word, you are mixed with the word. Hallelujah. The word of God enters into every part of your being. So that every part of your being is touched with the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Are we here? Praise God. Hallelujah. Say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we are continuing our message. Six vital furnaces of the Christian. Six vital furnaces of the Christian. How many of us were here on Wednesday? Can I see you by hand? <laughs> all, all those on, on this line, they didn't come on Wednesday. God have mercy on us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So last week we spoke about the word of God is God speaking to me. Amen. How many of us remember last week Sunday? The word of God is God speaking to me. That's the first vital furnaces. The word of God is God speaking to me. Hallelujah. Then we said into brackets, we are doers of the word. So we went a bit into details 
on Wednesday concerning the doers of the word. But on Sunday, we covered the word of God as God speaking to you. So when you are hearing God's word, it is actually God speaking to you. And then when you hear his word, his word is as powerful as him. And his word can produce what he himself can produce. So when you hear his word, you don't have to go back to him again for anything. Why? Because he has given you his word. Praise the Lord. But today we are going to point number two. Amen. Point number two is, I am who Christ is. Write it down. I am who Christ is. Say, I am who Christ is. Hallelujah. I am who Christ is. Very important. You see, identity is very important in this life. Identity places you. Identity gives you a definition. You are defined by your identity. Hallelujah. When you meet a person and you are interacting with a person, you say, oh, who are you? And the person says, I am Nana Akufuado. So there might be a lot of Nana Akufuados in the world. But when the person says, I am Nana Akufuado, the president of Ghana, he has identified himself with the seat of the presidency. So he is defined by that seat. He is the president of Ghana. Are we all here? That has become his identity. So his identity has placed him. His identity has grouped him. Has given him a definition. So when you are dealing with such a person, you don't deal with such a person like you deal with your friend at your workplace. You deal with him as the president of the Republic of Ghana. Praise the Lord. Now, when a man is born again, the man is given, okay, one, write it down. When a man is born again, that man is newly created. When a man is born again, that man is newly created. You don't have to forget this. Because, you see, there are some things in the word of God that, or in the Christian world that has become normal. So when you say someone is born again, so he's born again, he's born again. Being born again is equal to creating a new man. Write it down. Being born again is equal to creating a new man. Oh, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he said, I say to you, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. I say to you, you must be born again. He was distinguishing two kinds of births. 
birth by the flesh and birth by the spirit. Identity. So it's important for you to know where you are. Where, where, where we are grouping men, where do you find yourself? See, there are two main groups of people or groups of things. There is a great and there is a small. There's no middle ground. There is a great and there is a small. There is a rich and there is a poor. When we are identifying you, you belong to either of these categories. There is nothing like average. It doesn't exist. The average person is a decorated poor person. <laughs> Hallelujah. You go to school and they, you get a report card, they write average there. Don't be happy about it. Change it. It's either, either you are failing or you're excelling. You don't have to be in the middle. Because that middle class is a decorated failure. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, when a person is born again, I said the person is newly created. Being born again is a creation of a new person. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Holy Koshatalaba. Today's like, the teaching is a bit slow, but please follow me. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Are we all there? I want us all to read together. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Ready? Go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. Now, this is a very popular scripture. Almost everyone here has seen the scripture before. Brother Edward, have you seen it before? Emanuela. Have you seen it before? Amen. Staff will give you a welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now listen to it carefully. Let's read it carefully. That first line again. Let's read it very slowly and very carefully. Can we go? One to go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. Okay. He says, if any man be in Christ, he is. He didn't say he is going to be. He said he is. Present tense. If any man be in Christ, that means that the person was a man. Now, when he enters Christ, he gets a different identity or a different identity or a different person is identified. Are you all here? Now, let's say this whole room is Christ. And a man is outside the room. So this is so-so-and-so. Now he says that if 
that man enters Christ, if any man be in Christ, the moment that man enters Christ, Christ is this room. The moment that man enters into this room, he says that that person is a new creation or a new creature. And when we talk about new, new means new. It means that that thing has never existed before. When you buy a new phone, it's not a phone that you had. It's not a phone that you have repaired. It is a completely new phone. You just bought it. So, people are or men are men, wherever they are. Until they enter Christ, they, they are given an identity. As soon as a person enters Christ, that person receives a new identity. That person right now becomes a new creature. It means that the person who is entering is not a new creature. But as soon as that person enters, that person becomes a new creature. Or a new creature is born. This is the born again experience that we, we, we share. When we say a person is born again, it means it's like the natural birth that we know about. A newborn baby. That baby never had a past or ne has never existed before. That baby was just born into the world. Praise the Lord. That's the same thing he's saying here. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He could have been identified with anything outside there. But as soon as he enters Christ, God is telling us that that person is a new creature. A brand new person. He is not a person that people used to know when he was outside Christ. He is not that same person. You see, other versions of this particular scripture says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new self. Now, the reason why we started with the word of God is God speaking to you is that we want you to have this understanding that all the things that we are sharing with you is God's, last week I told you that the scriptures or the word of God is God's side. God is telling his, his side of what has happened. And the Bible says that his word is truth or reality. It means that whatever God says is the real one. That is the truth. So if he says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That is the truth. The person may look the same on the outside. But he, he is referring to something more than what you are seeing on the outside. Hallelujah. Now, how, how, does, how does a person become a new creature by entering Christ? How do you enter Christ? The, the way you are saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Hallelujah. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, he says that you will be saved. 
Amen. That's salvation. That is the same thing that happens to you. It's the same. A new creature or coming into Christ, being born again, and being saved. They are all one. Hallelujah. Now, that person, I said, is a completely different person from the one that was on the outside. Now, the difference is in the person's spirit and also in, on the person's body or in the person's body. See, formerly before a man of God taught us God's earthly address and the humanity of the Holy Spirit. Maybe someone would think that, oh, okay, when you are born again, it is your spirit that is born again. And, and that. that's, that's, that's correct. But that, that's just one side of the truth. Amen. Now, when you are born again, I say you, you have been given a new identity. You are a new creation or a new creature. Now, the newness is in your spirit. Why? Because man is a spirit. Man is not a body. Man is a spirit. Your body is referred to as your dwelling place. So, the real you is inside your body. Your body is like your home in which you dwell. So, man is actually a spirit. Now, every man that is not in Christ can be identified with one person. God has created two men in the world. Write it down. God has created two men in the world. Two. All of God's creation of men, there are only two men that God has created. Can we please turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. God has only created two men. Not three men. Not four men. Two. Everybody in this world is identified with either of those two men that God has created. Chapter 15, verse 45. Forty-five, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. Are you seeing it? And or the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So God has created two men. The first man, Adam. And then the last Adam. So there are two men in the Bible that God has created. 
And there are also two Adams in the Bible. Write it down. There are two men that God has created. And there are two Adams in the Bible. And he says that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So you can differentiate between the first Adam and the last Adam. You can differentiate between the first man and the second man. He says that the first man was made a living soul. And the second Adam, or the last Adam, which is the second man, was made a quickening spirit. Now let's go to the verse 46. How be that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. It means that the first man was a natural man. Praise the Lord. Are you following? The first man, see, the verse 45 says that, as it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a life-giving spirit or a quickening spirit. Then the verse 46 comes to say, how be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. So he's still talking about those two people. He's talking about a natural person and a spiritual person. So he's saying here that the first man, he's asking, why is it that the spiritual man or the spiritual person didn't come first? That's what he's saying here. The spiritual person is the last Adam that he's talking about. So it means that the first man, Adam, was a natural person. He was natural. He is identified with natural things. His level of operation is natural. He cannot go beyond the natural. Hallelujah. He said, and afterward, that which is spiritual. Now let's go to the verse 47. Malakosata. The first man, now he's dealing with their origins, where both came from. The first man is of the earth, or where they are tied to. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. He's saying that the first man, the natural man, the first Adam is of the earth. He is identified as a man of the earth. Or a man of dust. So he is earthy. Natural. There is nothing supernatural about him. He is natural. What he does is what natural men can do. Or what natural men do is what they learn from <laughs> the one they come after. He said the second man is the Lord from heaven. The second man. He is the Lord from heaven. He is the master from heaven. Lord means master from heaven. So he tells us that the second man, the spiritual man, the last Adam, the same person. 
is the Lord, the master from heaven. Verse 48. Are we following? Hallelujah. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. Now, you see, he created two men. I told you that everyone in this world is identified with either of those two men. That's what he's telling us here. He says, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. So all the earthy people are identified with that one person who was earthy, the first one of their kind. Then he says that, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Praise the Lord. Now he was talking about two men. Right now he has moved to a category of people. The two men, one is of the earth and the other one is the Lord from heaven. Now the category of people that he's talking about here too, he says that one group of people, they are from the earth. They are earthy. They are just like the first one. The first man, Adam. And the second category of people are heavenly, just like the Lord from heaven. Identity. Praise the Lord. Now, it's important to know where you belong. Because if you know where you belong, you, you, know, you know how to act. We all act based on our knowledge of ourselves. When you cook yam for me, I may not eat it because it's not something I like. Hallelujah. I know I don't like it. Praise the Lord. I know I like this food. So when you prepare it for me, you find me eating it. Identity. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Verse 48. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now go to the verse 50. Hallelujah. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now you see, so you've, you, you are, you, you've understood that there are two men. And there are two groups of people identified with either of them. Now when you are born again, you are given an identity. I, I said being born again is a creation of a new person. It's the same as coming into Christ. So when a person is born again, that means that the person has entered Christ. And automatically, that person is a new creation. We wouldn't go into um, what happened and all that. Hallelujah. Now, that person is a new creation. 
So which of the people can we identify this person with? Hallelujah. Can we turn our Bibles to Galatians? Before we go to Galatians, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Does someone have the amplified? I want to amplify the scripture for you to see. The amplified. 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 Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. For we are God's own handiwork. Now listen to the construction. His workmanship. So, King James here says workmanship. But Amplified is explaining it. He's elaborating it. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That's what I want you to see. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. It's the same as born again. But where is the recreation? Where is the born anew? It is in Christ Jesus. For we are his workmanship. We are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. So it means that when you were born again, when you received Jesus as the Lord of your life, when you confess his lordship over your life, and you entered into Christ. You were actually created in him. A newly created person. Now, what happens to you when you enter into Christ? See, when you are born again, you are given an identity. Now go to Galatians chapter 3 verse 27. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Can you read from the verse 26? Hallelujah. Can you read from the verse 25? The scriptures, when you are reading like that, you have to. Amen. Okay. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Verse 26. For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That means that when a person expresses their faith in Christ Jesus, by confessing him as Lord, they become children of God. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. He came to his own. His own received him not. 
but as many as received him, he gave them the power or the right to become the sons of God. So those who believe in Jesus or those who receive Jesus are given the right, the power to become the sons of God. So he says, for ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So by the expression of your faith in Christ Jesus, you have become a child of God. Now go to the verse 7, 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Have, are you seeing that? Now, this is the same thing. You see, we are talking about the same things here. Being born again. Coming into Christ. Receiving salvation is the same thing which is used in different weddings. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, to be baptized into Christ is to be born again. Hallelujah. He says that those of us who have been baptized into Christ, baptism, it means to immerse. Those of us who have been immersed into Christ, we have put on Christ. It means that we have a new identity now. We have put on Christ. We are wearing Christ like a garment. So you are not wearing a white garment. You are wearing, let's say, a green garment. Let's say Christ is green. Someone said, I saw an angel of the Lord. The angel was wearing green. <laughs> and some people were like, how can an angel wear green? Angels wear white. <laughs> it's a lie, please. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You no, know, religion has taught a lot of us a lot of things that we need to unlearn. Hallelujah. And we can only do that through the knowledge of the word of God. How does this angels because <laughs> we saw in the Bible that an angel was wearing a white robe. And that's not the only place an angel appeared. In the other place they didn't tell the color of <laughs> praise God. Amen. Are you here? Someone asked, so what if an angel is wearing black? <laughs> Amen. Amen. As many of you as have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. You have put on a new identity. And that identity is Christ. Hallelujah. That is your new identity. That is your new definition. So all of those who have entered into Christ have put on Christ. All those who have been born again have put on Christ. They have put on a new identity. He says that you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So he, you see, he, has, he has given us something else. He says we have put on Christ, but in the previous verse he said those who have express their faith in Christ Jesus, they are also children of God. We are all children of God through our faith in Christ Jesus. Now, you were a child of your mother until you were born again. The moment you became born again or you received Jesus as the Lord of your life, your parenthood changed. God became the father 
of your spirit. He became your very father. So we can call ourselves children of God. Why? Because we have believed in Jesus. But you see, the only reason why we can call ourselves that is because of who Jesus is. Now, last week Wednesday, I was trying to carry across a knowledge to you in the book of James, chapter 1, from verse 22. Can we go there? I want, to, I want us to analyze that scripture. James chapter 1, verse 22. What are we saying? We are saying, I am who Christ is. Amen. James chapter 1. Verse 22. He says, But be ye therefore doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Be ye therefore doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. James chapter 1, verse 22. Be ye therefore doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves now let's go to the next verse for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass verse 24 for he beholdeth himself I want you to mark that if the Bible is yours for he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, what I was trying to tell you on Wednesday is this. You see, the doing part of the word of God, we've taught that one. Praise God. Are you all here? Are you all following? Now he says, be ye doer of the word. He didn't say, be ye doers of scriptures. He said, be doers of the word. And I said, the word, definite article, a person. He's talking about a person, a particular thing, or a person. Definite, the word. And the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Then, John chapter 1, verse 1. Fast forward, verse 14. He said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Now the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, the word became flesh. Here he's telling us, be therefore doers of the word. So the word that has become flesh. Now we know that the word has become flesh. And the name of the word that has become flesh is what? Christ Jesus. So he says, when it, he says, be ye doers of the word. In other words, we can say, be ye doers of Christ Jesus. It means that do the same thing that Christ does. Are we here? Why? Then he explains to us. He says, if anyone is a hearer of the word, you are hearing Christ. And not a doer. He said, I will liken this man unto the person who looks at his face? Verse 23. Can you, can you please go back to the verse 23? 
He said, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face. Are you seeing it? He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. When you read NIV, glass here is mirror. When you look into the mirror, what do you see? Your reflection, your image. He's saying that when you look into the word or you hear the word, and you are not doing it. He says, you are like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror, in a glass. So it means that the word, the mirror, Christ Jesus, is your mirror. He says, you are beholding, when you look at him, you are beholding your natural face. Are you here? When you look at Christ, you are beholding your natural face. And he says that he beholds his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. Verse 24. For he beholdeth himself. I like that. He beholdeth. He observeth himself. The word that is Christ. When you are looking at the word, when you are looking at Christ, he says that, you are beholding yourself. Yourself. It means that you are defined by Christ. The Christian is defined by Christ. When you see Christ, he is no different from the Christian. Are we following? Do you understand? He says he beholded himself. And I told you that if any man be in Christ, he is a new self. So the new self that you have become, what is that new self? He says that when you behold in the glass or you behold the word, that is Christ. You are beholding yourself. So your new self is Christ. Are we all here? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new self. That new self is Christ. The Christian is defined by Christ. Never forget it. That is your identity. You are defined by Christ. Christ is your definition. When you are born again. He is your definition. He is the one that defines you. So you are no longer yourself. Now, hold this in, in your minds and let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus fullness of Godhead Jesus the kingdom the power and glory Jesus soon coming King hallelujah 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16 wherefore henceforth now listen to it very carefully Beautiful scripture. 
See, a lot of us have seen the verse 17. We've not read the verse 16. It's very powerful. Wherefore, henceforth. Now, please go to the verse 14. Hallelujah. For the love of Christ constrained us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Verse 15. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Verse 16. Those scriptures are very powerful. We can't go into it right now. Wherefore, so I want you to see where he's coming from. Wherefore, henceforth. So all that he said, he's telling you that, so right now, right now, from all I have said, right now, wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. No, we, right now, we do not know anybody after our natural senses. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. This King James, please, can you, can you get NIV? He said, wherefore henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. We don't regard a man after the natural standpoint. Why? Because that man who has come into Christ has received a new identity. That person has put on Christ. That person has been identified with Christ. That person is defined by Christ. NIV. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. See, the reason why the Jews have had issues with the Lord Jesus is because they regard him from the, the worldly point of view. It's, ah, isn't this Mary's son? Or Joseph's son? The son of Mary. Isn't this the one whose brothers and sisters are amongst us? And how can he say that he is from above? They didn't understand. They were looking at him from a worldly point of view. Hallelujah. But here he's saying that so from now, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So, you were born by your parents, Mr. So-so-and-so. Then you became born again. Now, if your parents are spiritual, they should understand what has happened. They should regard you, not from a worldly point of view, but from that spiritual point of view, from God's view. So when God looks at you right now, when God deals with you, he is not dealing with you or looking at you from a natural point of view. So he wants us also to see the same way he sees. Not from a worldly point of view. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Hallelujah. We all thought that, oh, it's Jesus from Nazareth. <laughs> we never knew that this is the Lord from heaven. 
We thought, oh, he was born in Bethlehem in a manger. But no. He has a different identity. This is the Son of God. When he rose from the dead, when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, can we go there? He said again, when he bringeth the first begotten into the world, he said, and let all the angels of God worship him. He said, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. When Jesus was, was, was raised from the dead, we've heard this, he was, he was the first person to be born again. Hallelujah. Now, he said, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, he said, for unto which of the angels did he say at any time, thou art my son, this day, this day, the day he was talking about was the day of resurrection, when he was raised from the dead. That day, we learned at the camp that there were two declarations about Jesus. The first declaration at the Jordan. Oh, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And that this is the second declaration, when he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Are you all here? Are you listening? Are you, are you following? Are you catching something? I have just 10 minutes and I'll round up. Praise the Lord. He said, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Begotten thee. The day of resurrection. That was the day Jesus was born again. He was the first person to be born again. Then God said, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And he said, And again I will be to him. And again, again, I will be to him a father. And he shall be to me a son. Hallelujah. So this declaration of the Jesus that was born again, we can't go into that. The Jesus who was born again. Hallelujah. How many of us were at the camp? Let me see by hand. How many of us know that Jesus was born again? How many of us can explain? San Francisco, can you explain why Jesus was born again? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus came in his earthwork on the cross, okay, on the cross, the sins of man were laid, or the sins of the first man in his generation were laid on his spirit. So on the cross, Jesus was identified with the first man. So on the cross, he became the first man on the, on the cross. Are we all here? In the same way that God said, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Why, did, why are all sinners? Because the first man, Adam, sinned. So the Bible says that if through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin, and so, death spread upon all men because all men sin. Why? Because they are counting that man's transgression to his generation. So, when Adam sinned, everybody that came from Adam, the first man, became a sinner automatically. So, on the cross, God made Jesus a substitute. He became Adam on the cross. So, when he was on the cross, he was on the cross as the first man. Having the nature of sin in him. Hallelujah. Are we all here? Now, 
the first man, whatever happens to the first man, or whatever identity the first man has, his whole generation has it. So when he died on the cross, he died for the sins of the first man and his generation. So you see, there's nobody whose sins have not been paid for in this world. Nobody. Everybody's sin has been paid for. Hallelujah. Now when he died, he died as the first man on the cross. And he went into hell. And in hell, something happened. The Bible says that he threw off principalities from himself and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That's where he defeated the devil. But then he was supposed to be raised back to life. Now he couldn't be raised back to life as the first man again. Why? Because the first man had sin in his spirit and he had died and he had been taken to hell. Are, are you following me? So God couldn't raise Jesus from the dead just like the first man. Or else anybody that believes in him will still partake of the nature that he has. That is the nature of sin. Are we here? So God performed an operation on the spirit of Jesus through the Holy Ghost. Then when the Holy Ghost went into hell, he incubated on the spirit of Jesus and brought out a new spirit. Hallelujah. A new spirit. The same way we say when you enter into Christ, you become a new creation. The first new creation or the first new creature was Christ Jesus. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, gave birth to him again. That's why he says that, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. He was the son of God, the only begotten son of God when he was walking the earth. Now, when he was raised from the dead, the Bible calls him the first begotten from the dead. He had put on another identity. So there was a need for a second declaration that this is my son, or thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Hallelujah. Now, the Jesus who, has, or who was raised from the dead and is alive right now, anybody that believes in this Jesus now, he says that we are all the children of God through faith in our Lord Jesus. We are all the children of God. So it is by expressing your faith in the Lord Jesus that you also become a son of God. Are we here? Now, once you express your faith in the Lord Jesus, you are identified with him, Christ. So he says that as many of us as have been baptized into Christ, we have put on Christ. So the reason you are called a son of, of God is because Jesus is also a son of God and you have believed in the, the son of God. So the moment you believe in the son of God, you are also made a son of God. Why? Because Jesus has become your identity. Christ is your identity. You are now who he is. You are not yourself. When you talk about yourself, you are comparing yourself with the first man, Adam. Who had the nature of sin? The first man, Adam, who was dominated by the devil. But right now, you are identified with the second man. And the Bible calls the second man the Lord from heaven, the master from heaven. He is your identity. 
He is your mirror. That is Christianity. It's not coming to church and clapping your hands and dancing. No. We have an identity. We are who Christ is. It means that the same way the spirit man of Jesus is, the same way, the, the components of his spirit. The scripture we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The Lord from heaven. The master from heaven. Hallelujah. Now, if Jesus is the master from heaven, you, you've all heard Jesus being called the Lord of lords and the king of kings. When you say the Lord of lords, he's not talking about the lords on the earth. No. We are also lords just like Jesus. Why? Because he is the Lord. Now, it's a spiritual principle that whatever you receive in Christ, you become. That is what he gives us. Once you believe in him, once you express your faith in him, he gives you the power to become. He said, as many as received him, even to those that believed on his name, he gave them the power, the right to become the sons of God. So once you believe in him as the life of God, you become the life of God. Why? Because he is the expression of God's life. And you have believed in him. Once you have believed, you have been identified with him. So God also sees you as Lord, Master from heaven. Are we all here? Our spirits are identified with him. This is, this is the dream that God had before the foundation of the world. Before he ever created the world. This, is, this was his dream. This is the beauty of Christianity. Can we go to Romans? Romans chapter 8. I'll end with that. Shataka Bahaya. We'll continue some other time. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinate, or he also did predestinate to be conformed, now mark the word conformed, to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Are we seeing it there? Can we go to NIV? Who is mighty? You'll be singing our song, so please get ready. Hallelujah. For those God foreknew. Now when you talk about foreknew or foreknow, it means God's foreknowledge. His knowledge beforehand. Hallelujah. For those God had knowledge of beforehand, he also predestined. Predestination means what? To arrange in divine order. That cannot be changed. To arrange something in divine, according to divine order. That cannot be changed. That's predestination. So, God knew something before he created the world. 
Now, because of that knowledge, he arranged something before the world began. And that arrangement that he did could not be changed. So you see, before sin even came, God had this mentality. He had this mind. He had this vision to accomplish. For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand. Hey, thank you. He also destined, this amplified. He also destined, have you heard the word destiny before? He also destined from the beginning, for ordaining them to be molded, to be molded into the image of his son. To be molded into the image of his son. So God predestined us because he foreknew us. And he predestined us to be molded into the image, the very picture, the very person of his son. And share inwardly his likeness. Hi, I love that. And share inwardly his likeness. That he might become the firstborn among many brethren. So, you see, we look like Jesus. We have been molded just like Jesus. So sometimes we are talking and say, hey, but as for Jesus, I believe Jesus is the son of God. The same way you, you perceive that Jesus is the son of God, the same way you perceive that Jesus has all authority, is the same way you have been made like him. As perfect as he has been made, you have also been made that way. We have been perfected in Christ Jesus. Perfected. Born again. Molded into his likeness. So it means that when Jesus comes to stand here, apart from his, the way his face looks like, because we all have different faces, the components of his spirit, when we take those components, are the same components of your spirit. So it's like, the DNA that forms him is the same thing that forms you. It means when you put Jesus down and say that this and this cannot happen to Jesus because of who he is, it means that that and that can also happen to you. Why? Because you are like Jesus. You are the exact copy of the person of Jesus. The exact copy. The exact copy. When you read Ephesians chapter 5, he said, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might wash her or sanctify her through the washing of water by the word, that he might present her unto himself. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. He said, he who loves his wife, loves himself. Then he says that, for no man yet hated his own flesh, but cherished and nourished it, even as Christ, the church. Then he comes down to say, this is a great mystery. For I speak concerning Christ and the church. The church 
is the image of Christ. The church is the image of Christ. You are who he is. When we see you, we have seen Christ. Your makeup is the makeup of Christ. Or Christ's makeup is your makeup. That is who you are. A new creation in Christ Jesus. Born again. Born after the image of Christ. The risen one. The master. The Lord from heaven. You are as powerful as he is. You are as glorious as he is. This is vital. It's a mindset that you need to carry with you every day. This, this is a mindset that will put you on top in life. Knowing who you are. Say, I am who Christ is. I have what Christ has. I can do what Christ can do. I am seated where Christ is seated. In heavenly place. Say, I look like Christ. Say, I'm the exact copy of the person of Christ. As glorious as he is, so am I. As powerful as he is, so am I. As righteous as he is, so am I. I am who Christ is. Hallelujah. Can you be on your feet? I want to give you a last scripture, then we are done here. Open to all changes, chapter 4, verse 17. <laughs> we couldn't have left without reading the scripture. World changes, chapter 4, verse 17. Praise the Lord. For those of us who are joining for the first time or very new, 1 John, chapter 4, verse 17. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hearing is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now the King James is very powerful. But I want someone from the congregation to read to me NIV. From your own version. I don't want the technical team to display it. If the technical displays it. You think that, hey, we've done some arrangements. <laughs> so someone with NIV, someone in their congregation with NIV, New International Version. Hallelujah. Are we there? Who is, who is reading? New International Version. Who is reading? If you've opened it, Sister Benedicta, please shout it out loud for me. Mm -hmm. so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. In this world, we are like Jesus. Hi. Did you hear that? I didn't read it. Or I didn't, I didn't write it. In this world, we are like, we don't care about the, the ones that he wrote first. <laughs> he said, in this world, we are like who? We are like Jesus. In this world, we are like Jesus. Say, I'm like Jesus. At my workplace, I am like Jesus. In my marriage, I am like Jesus. At my school, 
I am like Jesus. Everywhere I go, I am like Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your voice and mean to bless the name of the Lord wherever you are. As the choir ministers to us, who is mighty? Just thank God for the word. The word of God is bearing fruits in our lives. In this world, we are like Jesus. Lega Shatalaba, Rabado Shadalabahaya, as he is, so are we in this world. Mandalaba Shandalabaha, Leba Shadalabaha, we are the wisdom and the glory of God. Rabasundalabahaya, oh Leba Satakaba, Lagaba Shandalabahaya, Ligo Shakalabaha, Labasuntalamandinibianta. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we have been changed. From one level of glory to the other, by beholding your word. Thank you for the light that has come into our spirits. We express who we are, and that is Christ Jesus on this earth. In our situations, we express who we are. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we are winners everywhere. We are more than conquerors. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Shall glory. Amen. Have you been blessed? Praise the Lord. Now, let's take our offerings. Amen. So the music team, give us one powerful song, and let's take our offerings. Those of us watching online, God bless you for watching. And it's time for offering. The offerings, those of you online, you want to give an offering. No, you don't want to give an offering. You have to give an offering. It's a service. Hallelujah. So, uh, channels are displayed online right now you can give your offerings god bless you hallelujah You can start bringing in your offerings from the back.
Jesus, the kingdom, the power, the glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, for today. We thank you for your word that has come to us. We thank you, O God, that we are able to respond in our giving, O Father. We thank you that even as we have given, Lord, that you are replenishing us, that our substance is going forward to move your kingdom. We bless you and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to call Pastor Fair to give us the announcements and then he can close us from here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Yes, first of all, we are all blessed for being in church. And yesterday we had a wonderful outreach towards healing streams. How many of us were here? Those of us who were here to embark. Wow. And how was the experience? A wonderful experience. Amen. Yes. So we have our healing streams 